Hey guys, Sunny D here. The episode that you are about to listen to, I'm going to have to say, is one of the best ones yet. This is another live recording of Storytime, which I do at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, where I get on Facebook and Instagram Live and read a chapter from one of the YFYI books. And the chapter that I'm going through today is going to be the Networking Do or Die. I think it's so crucial right now because um, this critical corona economy that we're going through this these corona times um, but I'm gonna take all of those networking principles and in this live I adapt them to like current real-time scenarios tactics uh, tangibles that you can put into place to build your business while you're down and network like you've never networked before and just a whole bunch of stuff. So I think you're really going to love this episode. I can't wait to hear your feedback, your comments. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. And now on to the episode. Networking, do or die, story time with Sunny D. Thanks for joining. Thanks for waking up early this morning. If you're an early riser naturally, like like I am, then it's like not a really a big thing, but I thank you anyway. Thank you for joining another edition, another episode of Storytime with Sunny D. I'm excited to have you guys back. Took yesterday off, right? Took yesterday off for a little um, Easter Monday. We had the Easter weekend. Hopefully everybody had a good Easter. Hopefully everybody, I know the, you know, the circumstances aren't maybe ideal but hopefully if you were with your family or were able to be with your family everybody was safe everybody was feeling good and you got to um, enjoy your Easter to the extent that we're able to enjoy it right now I know for a lot of us you know being um, being away from either family or being away from home or being away from you know our businesses our our people it's it's a tough kind of situation the environment is the way the environment is but just know this guys I've been telling you guys this every single morning um, this too shall pass you know nothing is um, nothing you know, nothing is forever right so situations good and bad they do have a time that they'll be um, in existence and as that time period comes to an end you know we have to get creative we have to be nimble we have to be understanding and uh, most of all with that nimble that flexibility you know because I've been sharing this with a lot of you guys that have been joining me for story time every morning I've been sharing you guys with um, just story time I've been sharing it with my team uh, just the the fact that a lot of our a lot of our perceptions of the world as we know it how the world existed um, it got shifted a few weeks ago you know for myself you know, we've been under the corona kind of lockdown. Our businesses have been closed since early in March. So we're literally hitting a month right now of being completely, you know, shut down. A uh, couple things that I've learned through that period, though, so far, you know, I've learned that I can do a lot more than I think, you know, with the time that I have. Um, I definitely learn, I've been learning more things about like technology and social media. 
and communication and how important that is. Um, I've been connecting with my team more than ever, uh, being that we're all, and it's crazy because we're like the farthest apart we've ever been for the longest period of time. Because normally I go salon, 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 go out to Texas for you know a week, spend a week with the team out there, and then come back to Florida and bounce around from salon to salon. But it's like we've been seeing each other every day. Uh, we do a little happy hour thing we call live at five at five o'clock every day uh, where we get on either zoom or we get on facebook on our team page um, just to get the word out communicate um, on our zooms we did a dress up night um, all of our one-on-ones so it's it's kind of interesting that you know we've had these tools and this technology but now since we're kind of forced to leverage it you know i've really decided you know what i'm doubling down on all of it and really using it um, I've always been pretty active just on social media, communicating with my audience and you know going out and speaking to people. That's, that's something you know that I love doing. So being active with the audience in a different kind of way um, is still active. And so if you guys are kind of wondering like, well, what can I do? What can I do? Um, there's a lot that you can do. You just have to think outside of the, the box, as they say. Um, the box is really the box that we put ourselves in the box is designed by us, it's created by us, it's invented by us. So when you think about that box and what you could do in this time, it's only limited by your imagination. You know, we're doing things in, in our company that I've thought about doing, even with Storytime, I thought about doing this for a couple of years. I wanted to do it for a couple of years, just never did it. Um, you know, and you could come up with every excuse in the, in the world. Don't have enough time, I don't have the resources, uh, don't don't this don't that uh, da, 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 da. the long list goes on and on and on like it always does but at the end of the day what you want to do what you say you want to do you know is kind of like one thing but what you want to do and what you actually do is a whole different story uh, we can do a lot more than we think and I'm seeing it I'm seeing it on social media I'm seeing people jump out on social media that never did a live before in their life getting on there doing it I'm seeing you know people emerging and, and you know and then there's the hesitation right there's still a lot of people sitting on the sidelines um, but going on a month being you know kind of at home basically besides essential you know things that need needed to happen you know I've been in the house um, there's not really maybe that first week you can kind of put it off you know maybe a little bit you can put it off in that second week but then it's like okay you know what's really what's the excuse like why aren't you doing more um, you know you can you're capable and these are things that I'm saying to myself you know the number one thing you know I look at myself as a coach for the salon 1.0 my team members but I'm also a coach for me too and you are as well so you have to be very mindful of what kind of advice you're taking, not just from other people, you know, forget about, you know, Sonny D or forget about whoever, your boss, your mom, your dad. The, the thing I'm talking about is the advice you're taking from other people like yourself. You know, we give ourselves, you know, some shit advice sometimes that's like, damn, what, like, what was I thinking, right? And I was talking about this in a one-on-one -on -one yesterday with one of my team members, how it's like too bad foresight isn't 2020. As you know, the saying is, oh, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? We hear that, we've heard that. Um, hindsight, like looking back, you see, like you can connect the dots. Oh, that's why I did this, and that's why that happened, and boom, boom, boom. But what about foresight? You know, in foresight, right, looking out the front of your eyes forward, 
um, is sometimes we have blinders and those blinders aren't really always on the side like when you see the horses they have the blinders on the side so they're not like distracted by what's going on and they kind of stay in their lane and they go straight um, that's one type of blinder but there's also blinders that are above you there's blinders that are below you there's blinders that just pop up suddenly out of nowhere so there's lots of different kind of blinders um, that we either willingly put on maybe no knowingly put on or pretend we don't know about but they we know they're there and then when something tragic happens or when we get to a point where it's like you know the world crumbles then it's like oh yeah that's right and you know I made I made this bed and now what now I gotta sleep in it and so that kind of is one of those things where it's like you know we see it you know you probably have seen it a lot of people have seen it and I think the biggest thing for you know for me as I'm you know looking at how those blinders work I'm looking at like how those blinders um, can be taken off I'm looking at you know, like what I can do right there's always something that I can do about every situation and that's something I want you guys to be thinking about what can I do about this right when you think about the coronavirus how it just came and pow like kicked us straight in the ass out of nowhere right you're like sitting there one day you're like oh everything's great you know I'm if you're in a salon like me you're like all right got a busy day tomorrow I'm booked right and I flew back from Texas that Monday night had a feeling I was like I have to make a hard decision tomorrow I'm gonna sleep on it but I kind of knew like what the decision was um, you know and that was at the beginning of everything as soon as it was like coming out of the, the White House mouth is the mouth the mouth is the mouths in the White House it was like coming out of my mouth and I was saying it you know like hey you know we're gonna close down we're gonna we have to you know and it's it's bigger than the dollar it's bigger than the hair it's bigger than the everything it's it's the people um, that you know I've worked with and I work with like it's their health their well-being you know and it was so it was such an easy decision uh, for me to make because it's like all right what if right and, and we all we all heard different versions right some of the media is like god this is nothing it's the flu the flu kills more people blah, 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 blah. well i mean check the headlines i mean right now the leading cause of death in the united states is the coronavirus um so definitely not the flu uh definitely a, a lot bigger but in the beginning everyone's trying to brush it off and i'm thinking i'm like is there a 0.0001 percent chance is there a 0.0001% chance that, you know, maybe some of the media is not right, shocker, um, that there could be a potential uh, risk to one person on my team? You know, forget about me, right? I'm th is there a 0.0001% chance there could be a risk? So we, you know, really early on, an easy decision. And a lot of the decisions that we think are sometimes difficult, they're actually easy but it's and, and they don't take a long time to make but it's the build up towards the decision it's like that walk you know it's like that slow walk and we slow walk a lot of things and as i've been sharing story time i've you know been kind of sharing some of these you know ideas and some of the thoughts that are going on in my head and different things we're good we're doing but what i really want you to be thinking about if you're you know waking up in the morning you know getting ready come and you know grab your coffee come have story time uh what are you here for 
right? You're here to hear, like maybe get a little tip, get something, you write a note or, you know, get uh, inspired, maybe get motivated. But, it, but the biggest thing I want you to continually ask yourself is what can I do? Because we sometimes think we're insignificant, like we're, I'm one person, there's eight, you know, seven, almost eight billion people on the planet. Um, no one's going to know, right? If I post a you know, social media, no one's going to, if I do, but every, you'll know. Everyone knowing everything is not the thing. You'll know and you'll know what you did. And I've been encouraging you guys every single morning, like make sure you're documenting this experience that's happening. Because if you've got your health right now and your, your closest you know, people to you have their health right now, I mean, that's huge. That's already a huge win and you'll know. And when your grandkids look back and they're looking at the, you know, on their, they're on their tablet, you know, because all the textbooks are gone at this point. Or they don't even have tablets. It's just like they have a little contact lens and they can just say, hey, pull up the history books. Boom. And it just appears in a, you know, field in front of their face. And they're looking at the history books and they see, wow, you know, 80 years ago in 2020, there was a, this this pandemic, the coronavirus, and they look up at you. Hey, gra hey, great grandma or great grandma, whatever you are at that time. Hey, uh, grandpa, like you know, what what'd you do like during that time? Like, how was it? Tell me about it. And you want to tell them a story, so you pull out your crusty ass like iPhone that you saved because it's got all your images on it. Because iPhones are like that's a thing of the past. Like nobody would get caught dead with it. An iPhone at this point's like an eight track, right? So you pull out your crusty iPhone that you saved and you said, let me get, see if I can get this thing fired up. And you try, you know, you mess around with a cable and your, your grandkids looking at you like, what are you doing? Like where you don't have, cause you don't, maybe you don't have the contact or you're afraid of the contact, right? Like some of our grandparents now or great grandparents are afraid of the iPhone. What is this thing? So you're afraid, right? Of the contact. So you got, you still got the old iPhone, right? You're cherishing it and you pull up these pictures and you can go to the dates, right? And you can go to 2020 right 80 years right you can go to 2020 or maybe it's 50 years ago and you what are you going to see there you know what's the documentation going to be like you know you were at home for you know yeah we were at home for 45 days we were at home for two months we were at home for one month they're going to be like well what did you do like what did you do what are you going to say what's that going to look like what are you going to pull up what are you going to show your grandkids or your great grandkids um, did you, you know, did you just sit around and twiddle your thumb? Did you just worry constantly every single day and talk about how bad, you know, you know, everything's going to be? Did you, did you try to get, be proactive? Did you try to get involved? Did you try to learn a new skill? Did you try to stay engaged? Did you try to generate money because, you know, your life depended on it? Were you doing everything that you could do during that time period for you, the health of you, and then for those around you? What did you do? And so when the grandkids ask, you know, that's what I think about, like, what was going on? Yeah, it was a crazy time. You know, what was I doing? This is what I was doing. And you can show them and show them, you know, some of that documentation. And so that's one thing, you know, I want to I want to kind of just keep encouraging you. Um, we at our company, just to give you some insight there. I mean, our goal, hopefully, you know, we get to open at the beginning of next month. It's not guaranteed, um, but that's our goal. Um, but things that we've been doing, like some of those things I already shared um, with our lives, um, you know, I found out that uh, I can build a, you know, build a website in about 48, you know, 60 hours if I just 
put my blinders on for that 60 hours and just do it. Um, why? Not because I wanted to. I've always wanted to. I'm like, yeah, we need to have this, you know, our online store needs to have a presence, right? It could be a really valuable tool um, because we don't carry every single product and we shouldn't have to, but the World Wide Web can carry every single product and we could sell it. And I've been thinking about this, talking about this, you know, for a couple, two, three years. Well, we watched, you know, Amazon kind of take our lunch and everybody else. And it's like, well, what the hell are we doing? Like, what am I doing? So now it's like, okay, backs against the wall, trying to find out ways we can generate revenue. So we launched it in like two days, you know, launched, you know, talked about it, you know, launched it. First, first launch was, you know, kind of crappy look at a little bit, you know, I, I, like looked at it. I'm like, yeah, uh, can do better. Went back, reiterated the whole thing in one day, right? So it got, I got better. Right, and, and, and I learned I could do it. Um, so pmtakehome.com went live and we've been able to have product sales. And as we build that up, that's been able to help contribute to our team's income, to our salon's income, to our income, to my income, to, to help sustain us. Right, um, we haven't, you know, we haven't had to lay off a single person. Um, yeah, we're not making as much money as we were, but the flip side, we're not spending as much money as we were, and we're hanging tough. We're constantly thinking about new ideas, and I'm bouncing ideas off of different team members. And when we have our Zooms, or we get together, we do the brainstorming, um, we get different ideas that come from our people. So it's not just you. If you're the leader, you don't have to figure out everything, um, but you definitely have to lead and direct and kind of navigate you know, if you have people that you're leading. If you're just leading you or you're leading your family or you weren't leading your family and now you find yourself in a position to where no one's stepping up, guess who that person is? You know, I waited, I shared this with you uh, in the one of the other episodes of Storytime where I waited to see who was gonna start opening these salons that could hire and focus on the future professionals. And when it didn't happen, guess what? I looked around and I was like, oh shit, nobody's around, right? You're the only one. Um, so sometimes it is you, and you may not think it's you. You may not look at yourself as a leader. You may not look at yourself as a coach. You may not look at yourself as a mentor, but people may be looking at you, and not just your four-legged friends uh, that obviously are helpless without you, right? They, they need you uh, to feed them, and. Um, take care of them, right? And that's your, you know, and your two-legged little friends, your kids. But then there's those other people, right? Your community, your neighbor, your colleague, your employee, your your boss, right? What if you're like, you know, I'm just getting started in this company, but the company is now in a position to where you might need to step up, and you might need to show your capabilities as a leader, and you may, might need to show like what leadership looks like and it comes in a lot of forms so those are those are some of the things you know i'm just i'm sharing with my team and i'm sharing with you um, as i'm looking around you know with our online website we're going to have an affiliate you know program so we can help other people you know so they're not you know maybe they're like yeah i need to figure out a way to generate some income and they can use you know our you know website and you know they can earn income from those sales as well. So, I mean, that's going to be for anybody that uses Paul Mitchell that maybe doesn't have the means or, you know, they haven't figured that piece out, but they know like they figured out one thing, they're, they got zero income coming in. And so they can look to us and we're going to put out more information on that. So just stay tuned, but we're going to have an affiliate program that just is going to be uh, our way of just helping out our fellow community of hairdressers and helping everybody earn a little bit. And, you know, you get in what you put out, you get out what you put in, right? We've heard that forever. It's not a, 
Uh, I mean, you can go back. I mean, if, you, if you're into the Bible, I know we had a, a Easter Sunday. I mean, maybe you are, maybe you're not. But you should read the book anyway because there's some valuable lessons that ring true and have always rung true and are never not going to ring true. Like you reap what you sow, right? You're looking at the ground, cursing the dirt because there's nothing coming up. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. Did you plant seeds? Okay, and how many seeds did you plant? You know, you, you reap what you sow. If you sow a lot, you reap a lot. If you don't sow a lot, you ain't got much, you know, sowing going. <laughs> don't be looking, right? It's just like, it's like anything. And I think it's fair. I think it's fair. You know, if you're willing and you're able, um, you know, you, you, you know, you have your faculties, you have your health and you go to the job and you do nothing. Why would you get anything, right? That's called fair. That's called life. It's been that way for thousands of years, and it's going to continue to be that way. It shouldn't be, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, like the coronavirus hits, boom. That's like somebody pulling the rug out from under. So then we have the government wants to help out. That's called fair. So I've got no problem with that. If they want to send me a check because they told us to shut down, I wasn't sick. My business wasn't sick. You know, the business was healthy. But you shut us down and you want to give us a little stimulus to help out? There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm, I'm talking about reaping what you sow. Like that's not going to be what's going to bridge the gap of life, right? You, we're not going to be able to just, well, you know, I, I don't really, uh, I had a rough time, you know, growing up. I feel like uh, it's only fair that the government takes, if, if we're looking to the government for all the solutions, we are screwed you know so it's there's a balance of that you know there's a balance of like what have you done you have to sow your own seed right you have to make you know you have to make your bed and you have to sleep in it and so that's a big thing and i encourage that you know with my kids i encourage that with my team i encourage that with um, everybody everybody i talk to people that i coach uh, anybody that will listen you know i'm like hey listen let's let's make our bed let's sleep in it let's make it comfortable right as we want it or let's make it you know as big as we want it or let's make you know whatever we get to decide what that bed looks like because ultimately we're going to be sleeping in it and if we get in and oh it's too stiff it's not soft it's this it's too this it's that who made it who made it right so i look at i like i like life the game of life being as fair as possible and compassion right if i see people that i mean if i'm born in a country that has like nothing right that's of no fault of my own and so if i'm trying to become something and you know that's a little bit of a it's what's called a the deck was stacked right Um, but if i'm born in america like i've already hit the lottery before i even knew what the lottery was or was even able to play a lottery like i mean you know, it doesn't take much to look around and know like this is the, the land, right? This is where people want to be. And not every, I mean, you, you don't have, there's not other countries that are like, yeah, we, you know, we got so many people trying to get here. You know, we got to close the border up. This is ridiculous. This is, no, no. Who's, 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 you know, paddling anywhere, but they're coming here. People want to be here. Why? Because the opportunity. And so I look at it. I mean, I already hit the jackpot by being born here so now it's like if i don't reap the rewards of being here i can't look to 
him or her or you or them to help me out. You know, if I've got my faculties, right? If I've got, you know, a legitimate issue where I'm not able to comprehend that I'm born in America and I got I'm in the land, yeah, then maybe you have a you have we have something to help you out. But I look at it like let's take advantage of every opportunity. Every opportunity. You know, not every person, not every every, you know, people that can't defend themselves, opportunity. And what is an opportunity? An opportunity, whether it be good or bad, like the coronavirus comes, that was an opportunity for me to figure out ways to communicate, different ways to generate revenue, different ways to, um, different projects to do, new skills to learn. You're in that environment right now. Don't waste it. Please don't waste it. Um, please, I, I'm just, I mean, I, I'm literally begging you not to waste the opportunity and take advantage of it. Um, so that that's my my opening statement for this story time. Um, so hopefully you guys are pumped. Uh, we're going to get into our chapter. So let's see. So we started with the introduction. Uh, that was on the first episode. This is episode number seven. Um, we've gone into, um, we did chapter one. We did the why chapter. Is this industry for you? We did chapter two. We talked about resumes, portfolios, and other waste of time. We did chapter four, which we talked about the money, show me the money, numbers don't lie, and I broke down some of those numbers that I really want, I'm, I'm trying to impress upon you to pay attention to, the key performance indicators. You know, we have a whole new pay structure in our company right now. We have a whole new set of KPIs, key performance indicators. Um, I've generated and created this report called the Result Producing Activity Tracker. So it kind of shows those key performance indicators um, because it's a new economy. It's the corona economy. We're not paying them based on a haircut, based on a color. Um, we're still paying on product sales, but there's other new metrics. So I was educating myself, learning that and creating that, and then also educating my team. You gotta study the numbers. If you don't keep score, I don't care what you're doing, you're losing weight, you're gaining weight, you're trying to do whatever. If you can measure it, it can get done, and you have to measure what matters. And what matters are those result-producing activities. So that was what that chapter was all about. Um, we went into the hustle muscle chapter. Um, that was chapter five. We did chapter seven. We've been bouncing all over, because you can with this book, it's awesome. It's not like you gotta read it from page one to whatever. Uh, we went into the goal chapter, goal, set them, but don't forget them. Uh, mentors versus coaches, why you need them both. That was in chapter number eight. Um, so we got a few other ones. There's the what if chapter. We have location, 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 why bouncing around will ruin your career. We have the networking chapter, networking, do or die. And then we also have the salon interviews. It's not love at first sight. Um, so I was thinking today, you know, I'm gonna go into networking. And the reason I'm doing networking, the networking do or die chapter is a couple of reasons. Right now, you gotta stay at home, right? So number one, you're like, all right, I gotta stay at home. Um, I'm not going out to a networking event. I'm not going out to pass my business cards out. I'm not going out to build business. I'm not going door to door um, if I'm selling something, a product, a service, whatever. So you're like, what am I gonna do? Well, right now it's networking. And if I were to rewrite this chapter, I would be, I would probably keep the title networking, um, but I would probably be heavy on how can I network? And I'm gonna probably jump in as I do in certain parts of this chapter to talk about how I'm gonna network. Because right now you should be networking. 
Right now you should be networking like you've never networked before. Because what if you're switching industries all of a sudden? What if you're like, you know what, shit, I just found out my whole industry is a non-essential and should another pandemic hit, which something will hit, and I get shut down again, uh, what am I gonna do next time? You know, not forget about this time. This time you're in the middle of it. So it's like, yeah, figure it out, right? You're, it's kind of like figuring out how to fly the plane while it's in the air. Um, so that's kind of one of those things where you're just kind of like, good luck with that. But the next time, what am I gonna do? So you should be networking right now within your industry, outside of your industry, building that network. So that's chapter number six, networking. It's called networking do or die. And you know, I've, I've had to learn it. You know, I shared this with a couple of the Paul Mitchell schools I was meeting with. Uh, last week that I'm I'm an introvert you know it's crazy because a lot of the things I do are very extrovert activities getting in front of people speaking doing hair being a stylist blah 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 whatever but naturally I'm in my comfort zone when I can just kind of be within myself by myself with my own thoughts you know consuming learning something I don't need to be and, and have a desire to be around so I was telling them like social distancing I was like shit I've been trying to do social distancing like most of my whole life like this is I'm okay kind of with this whole scenario not the fact that people are sick and dying and all my businesses are shut down but yeah social distancing that's psh, please give me a break I'm 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 welcoming, right? So that's my natural state. So imagine then going into the hair industry like you guys are doing or some of you are doing or maybe thinking about doing and then, or any business, and then your your main business is always gonna be the same thing. It's a, called the people business. But what if you gotta get face to face with people? What if your whole business requires you being, you know, not six feet apart, but like less than six inches apart? And you've got to, that's the only way you're able to get business is by getting face to face and getting in front of somebody. And you, maybe like me, felt sick to your stomach with just the thought of that. How do you get over that? And that's who I really wrote this chapter for. So let's get into it. So this is chapter number six, Networking Do or Die. And like all chapters, it's going to start with a quote. What you want shows up in conversations. What you expect shows up in behavior. Sunny D. Networking do or die. When it comes to the topic of networking, a lot of people cringe at the thought that you are going to have to go out and meet and talk to people you don't know. The fact that you are going to have to walk up to them and solicit business sometimes makes people feel like they are going to throw up. You have to understand, networking is not anything to be afraid of. It is just the way of life for a new stylist especially. It is just what we do. Although tools like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all the other social mediums have made physical networking seem like a thing of the past, nothing, I repeat, nothing will change good old face-to-face -face networking. So when it comes to networking, I wanna share in this chapter some of the key things that you're gonna need if you want to build your business. And I'm gonna jump in here for a second. So that whole little bit right there, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I want you to be thinking about right now. TikTok, I want you to be thinking about right now. 
FaceTime, I want you to be thinking about right now. Uh, Zoom, right, the hottest app the world's ever seen. It's number one or two right up there with TikTok in the App Store. Uh, never got, it's having its moment. So face-to-face, -face, right? Be thinking about a lot of those different apps. Back to the story. Let's start with that little rectangular piece of paper. You know what I'm talking about, the business card. What is the business card? For some people, it is a way for them to say that they are a professional, that they own something, or that they are important. At the end of the day, some people just look at it as a piece of paper with your name, number, and maybe some other information. What information should be on a business card? For starters, your name needs to be legible and it needs to be clear. If you're making your own business cards, make sure you're using a font big enough for people to see from a distance. One test I like to do with a business card is to throw it on the ground a couple of feet away and see if I can still recognize the name and possibly the logo. Other pertinent information you are going to want to have on the card is an email address and a phone number where you can be reached, whether it is your business or your personal number. Also something you can think about is if you have a little, if you have a title, maybe a specialty or any other title that might be pertinent for someone to identify you as. Bigger than just the information on the business card, what I want to talk about is what a business card represents. So the business card, you know, in, in our company, we create business cards. Our, we have a standard bit company card um, that everybody has in the beginning. Once they get to a certain point, they'll get it personalized with their name. Um, but thinking about clean logo, um, quality, you know, the image being like that three foot test is great, right? Take your current business card, whatever it looks like, you know, throw it, throw it away. I'm not like, throw it away, per, like actually, right? Throw it on the ground. Throw it a few feet away from you or put it a few feet away from the table and look at it. Can you still identify what the logo is, the company? Would you recognize it if you just saw it at a glance? You know, those are things to think about. And I know there's tools out there. You know, you can create a business card and, you know, you get all kinds of too busy, right? Creating too much, right? You go on Vistaprint and you're like, oh, 100 cards for like, two dollars and you like look at all these swirly patterns and stuff and these off colors that don't stand out do the test right and look at if you collect business cards i collect them i don't use a lot of them because everything's in my phone um I, if i take a picture of a business card but a lot of times i'll collect them just so i can have just an example like especially if i see a good one somebody has i'm like, I'm like oh cool like i really like you know how it looks i like the boldness i like the colors i like the simplicity different things that stand out um, that make it you know memorable and so doing that test if you're creating your own or you have one you know doing that test will be it'll give you some good insight um, as to what that business card can be and that's just the physical part of it all right so back to the story so when it comes to building your business, let's use the example that I used earlier in the chapter, <clears throat> show me the money. So let's say that the average ticket of your guest is $60 and the frequency, average frequency of visit, FOV, uh, that they're coming to see you is eight times a year. Then you look at the lifetime value of a guest. How do we get that, you ask? Use the average ticket, $60, times eight visits a year, you get $480. We assume the typical lifespan you can expect a guest is to stay with you is five years based on our data. 
you can always retain and guess longer, but typically it's about five years. So 480 a year times five years gives you $2,400. So beyond the piece of paper, beyond your name, your email address, your phone number, and any other title or logo that you have on your business card, each business card has a potential value of $2,400. Now let me ask you this. If you had a piece of paper in your hand that had a value of $2,400, how would you treat it? I have seen crazy things happening with business cards over the years. I have seen people sticking them under windshield wipers, sticking them in door jams, leaving them on a counter at some little store with 2,000 other cards. They're just tossed all over the place. Is that how you treat $2,400? I want you to think about making over your business card. Not so much the look. Yes, aesthetically, it should be appealing, simple, and clean by design, but more so making it over mentally, treating it like it has the value that it does. Now, I'm gonna jump in here for a second because we're in the corona economy, right? In the corona economy, not passing out, uh, business cards so much uh, but what is your business card now all right I want you to think about your business card your Facebook page if you have a business page your Facebook profile what's that cover photo looking like that's your business card that's where somebody's gonna land what's your your little profile picture look like you know look at your social media look at your Instagram when you look at your Instagram what's the first three photos on your on your profile look like? Uh, what does the profile image look like? What's in your bio? Are you taking advantage of the real estate in that bio to give a little introduction to you, give some insight to you? Um, are you taking advantage if you have Instagram? Have you made it a business profile? If you're a business, which we all are, newsflash, you just found out, maybe, but you're a newsflash, you're a business. We're all small businesses in one way or the other. You know, so what is that? A link, where does it take somebody? Does the link work? Have you tested the link? That's the modern day business card. Do you have a LinkedIn profile? Profile picture, cover photo, first couple of posts, information, going into your profile, updating your profile, making sure your links are active, making sure you're keeping your bio fresh. Those are modern day business cards because those are gonna be, just like that physical business card, what somebody's gonna get when you send them your profile, they land on your page, that first impression, and it still has the value. It may even be more valuable because even more people can see it. You can share it even, I mean, think about it. I've never gone to a networking event and passed out 1,500 cards, right? I was doing a one-on-one -on -one yesterday with one of our team members, and she's just started her Facebook page and she went and invited all of her Facebook friends to like her page and she's got like 1,500 Facebook friends. So she literally just passed out 1,500 cards and it, I don't know, she said she was on there for an hour or so. What other networking event can you go to where you can pass out 1,500 cards in an hour? Social media, where can you go? Nowhere, it's called nowhere. The biggest networking event ever is online. The biggest networking event ever is the social networking event. And we're all, right now, got so much time on our hands, all we're doing is social networking. But are we really? Are you passing out cards? Or are you just thumbing through just to 
browse? Are you just window shopping? You know, so think about that business card and the scalability. You'll never be able to scale a business card like you will with social media. And so that's the mind frame. If I'm, you know, rewriting this chapter, which I'm kind of doing live right now with you guys, um, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm like, man, I, I'm networking now more than I've ever networked ever. You know, yeah, everywhere I go, I have actual business cards and I go in a place. You know, I like to leave my business card if I strike up a conversation with somebody and I think they're interesting and I'd like to have them come visit the salon. I'm leaving them a business card. But in a day, and I'm all over the place, that might happen five to ten times. You know, and if I'm if it's on top of mind. You know, sometimes I'm in and out of a place and I'm not looking, I'm not I'm not interacting with that many people. But if I go out with the intent to network, you know, five to ten, and I want you to think about this, five to ten you know, cards a day is a is a target that I will give to a new stylist in order to build a business. If they're on my fast track program, it's 10 cards a day over 90 days. So now, 10 cards a day versus or with also networking on social media when you can go and interact with, you can interact with 30 people in like a, like a few minutes. Like, I just want you to wrap your head around what we're doing here. So if you're thinking about right now, you don't have a lot of clientele and maybe the little clientele that you have, who knows if they're coming back or not, or you're thinking, you're, I'm a new stylist, I don't really know what, what the hell's going on. You need to get with your zip code, get with your area around your salon. You know, you can search by zip code. On Instagram, there's so many tools if you go into search. You can search by people, places, hashtags, and you can just start interacting. You know, I, I teach this with to our stylists within our company about how you go on and you comment on a post, share a post, like a post of somebody that's in your community. Now, it doesn't happen like you do it 10 times and you're going to get a new client. No, that's not how it's going to work. But if you do it, you know, 10, 15, you know, 20, 30, 40 times, you could do it in a day, 100 times. Right now, you could probably do 100 times in a day. You could interact with different people just to build your network. You know your business is closed. You're not gonna be doing business with them right now, but I'm talking about building your network, the essence of why you network in the first place. So you could have that word of mouth transaction or word of, word of web, we'll call it the word of web transaction, and then you can go into, hey, I know a guy that you know, cuts hair. I know a girl that, you know, does chiropractic work. I'm, I, hey, looking for a lawyer. Yeah, I got somebody in my network. It's one of my friends. That's what networking is. It's not just going to event, an event with the, you know, just to pass out a business card. It's to build a network. Think about it. It's a web of people, right? We call it the World Wide Web. WWW used to be the WWW. They dropped it. Now it's just whatever.com, but it's the World Wide Web. It always will be. Um, and that's the concept of it. So I want you to really be thinking about that as networking. Uh, this is networking 3.0, right? This is the, the next level. So that $2,400 value, which is probably, I mean, could be 1,000, 24,000, 24 million, depending on how big your network currently is when you multiply it out on social media. So let's get back to the story. When you are introducing your business card to somebody, ask yourself a couple things. Number one, did they ask for it or are you trying to force your business card down people's throats? If that is the case, most likely it is going to get circular filed, meaning it's going in the trash can. 
When someone asks for your business card, that is when you should introduce it. If you are at a networking event and business cards are being exchanged, make sure there is a connection and make sure during the conversation when somebody gives you their business card, you hold it in your hand the entire time that they are talking to you. Hold it with two hands in front of you, increases the conversation's value and increases the importance you are placing on their card. You also have their business information in front of you as well as their name so you can use it in the conversation. I have been to networking events where people will just take my card, stick it in their pocket, and never even take a look at it. Never even read it and know nothing will come from that exchange. And I know nothing will come from that exchange. I just continue the small talk and move on. Now it's gonna be, I'm jumping in here for a second, it's gonna be the same thing on the internet. You're gonna have some small interactions and you're gonna get into deep conversations in the DM and your messages back and forth with people. It's the same thing. Some people are just browsing, some people are gonna to wanna to interact, you know, and you're gonna do the same, they're gonna do this, that's what people do. So that's just a fact of life, right? So back to the story. One time, after a minute of talking, they asked what I did. Had they practiced what I'm teaching here? would they would have known not to they would have known and not looked like an idiot a business card is a powerful tool if you treat it like one only put your business card in the hands of people you want to do business with when you see somebody that you are thinking would look great in your chair then you want to create a conversation and you want to open a dialogue with them at the end of that encounter there may be an exchange of a business card and it will feel natural one of the other things when it comes to networking is this thing called responsibility. You have a responsibility to yourself to build your business. You are not going to rely on someone to do it for you. That is not how the real world works. How the world of business works, especially in the beauty industry, you need to be responsible for building your business. You need to make a commitment. There is a power in numbers, and I'm going to share a couple of equations with you when it comes to thinking about networking and business cards. What I want you to think about is the law of averages. Everything that is measurable can be monitored, and everything that you measure will get done. When it comes to looking at averages, I want you to start tracking from day one how many business cards you are handing out. One easy way to do this is setting yourself a daily goal for business cards to be distributed. For example, we will start with a week. Say for the week your goal is to distribute five business cards a day. This needs to be a non-negotiable. That means that when you leave the house in the morning, you do not come home at night until your mission is complete. That is your mission, to distribute five business cards to a potential new customer in their hand. So if you're doing this right now, during the corona economy, you're making contacts, right? And I don't want you just spamming people like liking whatever. Like genuinely, you see images, you see people, you're on the, you know, you're searching in the, you, in the Instagram search feature or on Facebook, you're searching your local area or businesses around you and seeing who's tagged that business or who's, you know, in that local area. Liking, genuinely liking and commenting on posts that you want to interact with the person or people that is in them. Not just, oh, I'm gonna like, uh, I'm gonna follow like 100 people that I have no clue who, who the hell they are or why I'm even following them. No, not that. That's not what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about general interactions because that's like running around at a club right and just sticking your card in people's back pockets that's not going to be welcome that's not going to be like oh thanks no interacting with people that genuinely building a genuine network that you want to have some interactions with so that's that's where that starts if you're taking this into current time real time um, tactics all right <clears throat> so that's your mission so back to the book and so setting that goal every single day uh, what happens if you get busy what happens if you get caught up in the grind of the day and at the end of the day you realize you have not met your quota? What happens is that by being responsible, that means you do not go home, or in this case you're at home already, you don't go to sleep, you don't put on Netflix, you don't do whatever until you meet your quota. Even if it means you have to make a couple extra stops or visit a couple extra pages, that's not in the book, I'm adding, I'm editing on the fly, I'll make a couple extra stops, visit a couple extra pages on the way to your bed. Uh, remember, this is your business, this is your career, and building it is part of the process. So, I understand that you are new, and at this, and you may be asking, where do I go to build my business? I know when I was new, I didn't have a clue. There are many places you can go. You can start by looking up networking groups, and on social media, Facebook groups, right? Some are open, some are closed, some you can request to join them. So this is all the same. You just, I'm just translating it into the corona economy you know, verbiage for you. So looking in your neighborhood, the local chamber of commerce is a great place to start. They have morning and evening meetings. Most of them will be free to attend. If you like uh, the group, you can also become a member for a fee and take advantage of all the perks. When you're looking for new guests, stay around a five mile radius from the salon that you're working in. Now, I'm jumping in here. So if you're building, you know, think about what's my objective. If I'm trying to get some new guests in the salon or new potential guests to look at some of my tutorials or come visit my page or post-corona lockdown, I'm looking to build new guests and I'm gonna do their hair, then, I mean, yeah, you can, if you're doing online, the world is your, tuto is your territory, right? for your tutorials and your tips and your products and stuff if you have online business happening. If you're doing local, then yeah, look at the circumference of where you're gonna be working at and search that area. It's the same thing you would do in the physical world, you're, you're doing in this virtual world, right? It's not, you're not gonna be somebody else. It's just the, the territories may be broad or they may be narrow, just depending on what your objective is. So I want you to keep that in mind. So back to the story. So when you're looking for new guests, stay around five mile radius from the salon that you're working in. Even if you do not live there, it is going to be the immediate area around the salon that the majority of the salon guests are going to come from. You wanna start looking in that area and expand from there. Start going to new places in that area. Try new services and products at the businesses in that area because that is where the people are going to be. Do not sit around and wait like the Maytag man for somebody to stumble in and end up in your chair. The other thing I do not want you to do is expect your friends or family or whoever you think from your neighborhood, especially if you live an hour away, are going to travel to come see you. It is not going to happen. I'm letting you know that now because over the years as I watch stylists from some of the ones I have and they've had the opportunity to work with, they've come from out of town or have come from faraway cities, maybe as much as an hour and a half away. They pass out cards at their local area, in their local area, thinking people are going to make that trip. It isn't going to happen. 
I need you to think about your immediate area and be thinking within a five mile radius. And I'm gonna jump in here for a second. I moved to Tampa from Orlando, I was like two hours away, so I didn't know anybody. So that whole excuse, I'm not from here, that doesn't work, that doesn't matter. <laughs> no one cares, right? What if you told your, you know, your bills, right? You're like, hey, bills can't pay you, why? Oh, I just, I'm not from here. Okay, <laughs> and what's your point? So you have to think like, I have to get out of my comfort zone and go and meet people. No kidding, you're not from there, you don't live in that neighborhood. You're not always gonna live in the neighborhood you work in. That's okay, because guess what? There are people that live in that neighborhood and those are the people you wanna start targeting. Back to the story. I wanna share a few icebreakers with you depending on where you are at and on how you could start a conversation with a stranger. First example, let's say you are in a restaurant. Going to a restaurant is a great opportunity to meet the staff and also meet other patrons of the restaurant. The server begins by coming up and taking your order, but what do you do? Do you engage in conversation or do you just let them take your order and walk away? I am going to suggest that you engage. Ask them questions like how long they've worked there. Do they have a second job? Are they in school? Asking questions is a great way to open conversation. Any questions show that you have interest and disrupts people's thought patterns. It also is usually reciprocated and that may lead to you being able to insert some information. So, <clears throat> and you know, teaching this is like, well, that's obvious. No, it's not. A lot of people don't do it, right? I was one of those people. I'd be quiet. Like I just, like I'd, I'd, so I'm not gonna say it because I didn't know what to say or how to say it, so I'd wait. So if you're maybe like that and you feel a little kind of reserved, ask questions, you know, show interest, genuine interest in somebody because people, they like talking about themselves and that's the subject matter that they're most comfortable talking about because they know about themselves. So make sure you're asking a lot of questions, striking up conversation. Um, so back to the story. <clears throat> so how you would do this online, same thing. Ask questions. You know, you see somebody's got a cool profile, not like questions you want to know. Like, I'm, you know, this, like, wow, that's really, like, how did you do that? Or where did you find that? Or what is that product? Or ask genuine questions to strike up conversation. It's being human, but it's also just putting yourself out there a little bit. And if they ask you questions about your stuff, you're going to know the answer, right? I'm not going to start asking them questions or not, they're not going to start asking me questions that have don't have shit to do with anything, right? I'm not gonna go on some hairstylist page and ask, hey, um, how do you do an oil change? Because that's, why the hell would I do that? Why would I, I would ask them questions about what I see them doing or things that I think are interesting that they're doing. You're gonna get those same questions back. So whether you're networking in person or you're networking online, it's the same thing. Show interest, ask questions, You'll get questions back about you. You can answer with ease because you're you, unless you're not, and then you're that's you're screwed, and that's a whole other subject. And you're going to ask them questions about them because they're them, and they're going to answer. And that's how you start to build it. But if you're not sure what to say or how to say it, go in asking questions. You'll be able to start networking, and people like to talk about themselves and what they're up to. So that is a comfort zone for them. So that kind of takes that wall down of awkwardness. And if you're doing this right now, you're doing this online, so you're not physically in their presence unless you decide, hey, you know, I'm going FaceTime with a stranger or I'm going live and I don't know who might show up and people show up you haven't seen in forever or I'm going on and I'm gonna pop into a, a Zoom and do a live Zoom, right? I'm gonna be doing one of those later this week. I don't know who's gonna show up. If I put my Zoom number out there, it could be anybody. I don't give a damn, 
right? We're online. If it's a weirdo, kick them out. <laughs> See ya. You know, but being able to network right now and learning how to network socially network, social distancing network, you're going to use these same things. You're just doing it in a virtual world. That's all you're going to be you're be doing. All right, back to the story here. <clears throat> so another scenario, if you're you know in a mall, in a shopping place, if you're online, if you're on somebody's page, you hop on somebody else's live that you may not know. Um, these are all things that aren't in the book that I'm adding in for Corona Economy real time. The normal response is, you know, when somebody asks you when you're in a store, you know, and they say, hey, do you need any help? What do you always say? The normal response is, I'm I'm just looking. Right, you say, oh, I'm just looking. So it's that is the time you can disrupt their thought pattern. People come up to you in a store and they're like, hey, can I help you with anything? And you're like, no, I'm just looking. And what they do, they walk away. That's because they're mailing it in, right? They're not doing their job. They're not, their job isn't to help you with anything. Their job is to sell you products or services that you, A, want, don't even know you want, show you how things work, so you leave with a purchase or else their business goes out of business. Why do you think so many businesses, you know, but even before Corona economy in the malls and in the shopping centers, they're out of business. It's not because only online. Online, yes, it's affected them negatively, but that's not the only reason. It's because the people that work in the stores aren't doing their damn job. They're walking up with the same shit intro. They're saying, hey, um, can I help you find anything? And we, it's like, it's like, it's almost like, why even say it anymore? Because you already know what the person's gonna say. No, just browsing. No, just looking. Oh no, thanks, I'm fine. Like it's such a canned question and answer that's netted in no sales for so long. That's why most of these stores are out of business or gonna be definitely now. So I want you to think about it. When somebody asks you, they say, hey, can I help you find anything? You're not saying, oh no, just browsing. No, that's when you can strike up a conversation. And you can say to them, um, yeah, you know, you could let them know you're looking for clothes for work. This is actually in the book, back to the book. Um, you could let them know you're looking for clothes for work, that which may prompt them to ask, what is it you do? Then you have the opportunity to introduce yourself and what do you do? You see how easy this is? And I'm, I mean, there's a few other things in here um, I'm not going to get into because I went, you know, I went off the rails, like, because I'm passionate about this subject. And I, I really believe, like, right now, is the time to do networking. A lot of these examples are in the person-to-person -person, um, environment, and that's not the environment we're in. But all of these examples that you're using, that I'm writing about in this chapter on networking, all of these examples are easily adaptable. And so I'm not gonna get into every single example, but that was one. Um, practicing is gonna be huge. Uh, practicing in front of the camera. These are some of the tips that I gave, just like a professional athlete. If you're not sure what you're gonna say, say it, in, say it into your camera. Hey, nice to meet you. You know, my name is my name is Sunny. Um, you know, and you start talking, and you're just like, um, uh, and then you watch that, and it's like, oh, you cringe, but it gives you some insight. What do I need to practice on? Oh, saying my name clearly. Hey, my name is Sunny. How do I go in with somebody if I'm talking to a stranger? I, a lot of times it's a compliment. I can find like nice shoes, nice hair, nice bracelet, nice watch, nice makeup, nice bag, nice, I could find a compliment if I, I'm not gonna make it up, but if I, I like that bag, hey, I really like that bag, man, where'd you get that? And they're like, oh, oh, you shop on there? Cool, that's cool, are you from around here? Yeah, I'm from here. Oh, you? Yeah, I am, actually I'm a stylist in the neighborhood. Where do you get your hair done? 
it just goes back and forth. I let in with a compliment and I was curious. They responded and then you start the ping pong of conversation. So practice what you might say. Practice with a friend, practice in front of a mirror. Uh, practice is gonna make perfect, just like a professional athlete practices, you're gonna practice. And you're gonna be able to lead in with letting them, uh, letting that compliment or letting that, um, that, that interaction be natural. Oh, we lost our Instagram people. I think we just hit an hour. Um, so we're getting, we're, we're getting, we're wrapping up. But if you're still on Facebook, hang tight. I want to start the Instagram feed again. Um, but we are wrapping up here. But leading in, right? Talking to them, uh, talking about a, talking about a, a natural, um, just something that you see, something that is interesting to you, something that you want to, you want to share something that you want to like let them you know ask them about you know being natural not acting weird right you don't have to don't act weird don't act don't act weird that's it that's all i can say right too many people are acting weird so when you're networking when you're out there i don't know what's going on with instagram sorry peeps on insta i'll fix you up a little bit later when you're out there when you're networking just don't be weird, guys. That's what that chapter is about. Right now, I need you to be networking like a maniac on social media. The chapter is called Networking Do or Die, right? You're either going to get out there and get after it and start building your business, or you're going to just be, you know, crying the blues and uh, wondering, woe is me and what happened. So you have a responsibility to make things happen. It's up to you right? Look at the person in the mirror. That's who it's up to. Hey guys, Sunny D here again. Now, did I lie or did I tell the truth? That was a banger. It was one of the most exciting episodes that I've recorded. I think during story time, I mean, just, just the content alone, I think a lot of you, if you put this into play, I know you're gonna have some successes with this. Hopefully you're ready, willing, and able to get out there, start networking. Remember, look at that person in the mirror. They're the one that's gonna be responsible for you now and pretty much forever. Uh, we get to make our beds and we also get to sleep in them. So think about how are you making your bed during this corona economy. Hopefully you're gonna get out there, network, 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 whether it's in your industry, outside of your industry, in a potential industry that's just being created or one that you might be entering because your industry may no longer exist. Um, and that's just the reality for some people. Um, hopefully you're gonna put these things into play. Let me know some of your successes. Let me know some of your victories. Share, comment, like um, this podcast. Share it with your friend, your colleague. Uh, give me some feedback if you're at the Apple Podcast um, app. If you're in there, make sure you leave a rating and a review. Five stars are always appreciated, but those reviews and ratings help the podcast become discovered by other people. And for all things YFY, just visit uh, your uh, yfyipodcast.com or if any book info and things of that nature, go to yourfirstyearin.com. So thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. I'll catch you on the next episode of the YFY podcast. And remember, this is the place you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.